And we're on. Oh. Border barrels. Straight into it. Now, special one this week. Oh we're doing gosh. this podcast live in front of a live studio audience of two <laughs> that are captive because um, they're in front of us watching the footy and they don't even know we're here. Yep, we've so just snuck in behind them and have. started recording a podcast. Yep, so shout out to Donders for providing the uh, power and... Um, the shed. And the stools. And um, the TV. And the, and the entertainment. Yep, yep. Um, and we got Harris here as well having a watch. Um, can't tell what they're watching, whether it's the footy or us, because... Qualities about equal at the moment. Exactly. Oh, I mean, they're facing the TV, and we're not really anything to look at. No, yeah, no. We, 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 that's why we've done a podcast. Is that we all have uh, faces for radio? Yes. Yeah. I, I honestly don't think they know we're here. Yet, <laughs> yeah. So it's funny. All right, boys. How you been this week? What's yeah, been good. Going on? Yeah, good. Been watching a bit of footy. Um, it's been changed. Uh, no Thursday night games, and because Anzac Day, they've limited the games. So Saturday's been. Yesterday was bloody chocker block. I couldn't, didn't know what to do with myself. Yeah. And then today was twelve thirty was a kickoff. It was like that was nice. Yeah, something. It's it's disappointing not to have Thursdays, but I tell you what, having this much footy over the weekend's pretty special. The Saturday was like sort of frustrating though, because like I'm busy through the afternoon, so I missed both of those games. I yeah. saw sort of half of Carlton Brisbane and then um, got to watch Richmond Melbourne though, which was very nice. That was a very nice victory from the Doos. Yeah, they're, they're looking the goods, but I think it's still disappointing that they're having multiple games at one time. Like as, as a footy fan, I want to watch as much footy as I can. So if you've got two games on at 1.45, it's like, well, either I've got to have two TVs and I'm some rich bloke or at the TAB. Well, well that, that game that was in Perth, yeah. it didn't ma- let's t- take the no crowd over, it doesn't matter. Fremantle, that game started at 8.10 our time. So what time would that have been in Perth? Um, what time was that in Perth, though? I think they go... three hours difference? Two or three now. Yeah. So, it's, yeah, so even if that was 6.15, if they'd have played that game... At Earlier. the 7.40 Perth time, they could have put a game on at one fifteen, and then a game on at 3.30, a game on at 4.00. They could have actually... Yeah, and I'm not sure why they do that. But even, like, having... Yeah, I don't know. If the Thursday night game's not feasible for scheduling, then maybe a Monday night game or something. It's just we want to try and get as much footy as we can, and you can't when they're bloody playing two games at once. Well, yeah. Simon, have, have you... Yeah gotten around a much footy this week? Well, look, I actually got very up close and personal with some footy just before. Up at uh, yeah. up at the park. Kicked a barrel. First kick. Yeah. Perfect Simo barrel. went the big barrel. Oh, Zach. I got here late. What happened? Yeah, Grazzi oh, didn't get yeah, here and sorry. we were up at the park Missed having out. a kick. Oh, On the, the cooch grass. Doing the, doing the, how'd your barrel go? Live was, barrels. That was a good barrel. But yep. that was the only, kick, only good kick of the whole time. Okay. Yeah. Otherwise, very embarrassing. Um, came off... I couldn't really get it to come off my foot. It came off the bottom of my shin most of the time. The shinny roller. Yeah, yeah. Well, constant even, shinny yeah, rollers. Know. But you I'm know what the good. incredible thing about it is and that we've kind of come to appreciate was we were kicking for about 35 out and we all looked at each other and went, this is a bit far. <laughs> yeah, I don't, So watching the footy no now, idea. these guys are kicking from 50 and we've got a newfound appreciation because... There's absolutely no way I'm kicking the ball that far. The ground looks bigger on TV too. When you do go live, you sort of look at the 50 and go, that's not that far. No. Then when you see him kicking, it's like, oh, no, okay. And then yeah, you're standing at 50 and it's like, I can't even see the goal. Yeah, I was going to say, direct quote from me before, I reckon I might be able to kick it there in two kicks. <laughs> um, yeah, and so. he went on to prove that uh, he Not even. More. Two and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah two, two more kicks. Um, yeah, so... We're, we're back doing another podcast, something a bit different now. We're, as Simo said, we're live in the shed of, of Mr. Dondi. Watching the Anzac Day game? Did we yeah. even mention we had Essendon Collingwood on? It's oh, just no. hit three-quarter well, time. It's, it's a perler. As an Essendon fan, I'm... Dondi's nervous. Yeah, we've got Dondi standing <laughs> up. He's, 
yeah, his Essendon yeah, jersey. That is, yeah, it is our grand final in his Essendonders jersey. He's wearing the Anzac Day jersey. He's locked it in. Number six on the back for Jai Caldwell, his favourite player. Definitely not Joe. <laughs> yeah, bloody. Donders, who's your favourite player? Stringer. 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 He's had a good game to start off. I think he's he's yeah, went he's into a, the yeah. middle. He's got a couple of clearances and they push him forward. And unfortunately, Kyle Hooker doesn't want to kick in the footy for some reason. Um, doesn't like him. To, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. He's not kicking much. Um, for anyone that is in the background, if you can hear Donders, um, you're going to get some laughs. He's he's much funnier than us three, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah he is. Um, he's been trying to get him on. But the the 75,000 at the G today, which it's starting to feel a bit more normal, which is awesome. It was like just it, it's so funny that the same round we have to have in Perth, no crowd. So that was just a little example of what happened last year. And last year, I remember thinking, oh, are we ever going to see it again? And yeah. you thought we would, but you don't know how long. And yeah. to see one night, nothing, and the next day at the MCG, you got 75. It just really... Yeah, it's 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 brilliant. And it's awesome for, like, we got the TV pumping and we watched the first half uh, without doing the pod. And it's it's just really awesome to hear the crowd noise. Oh, like, I it's feel not so even, normal again. Yeah, like everything... But it's it's not even that the footy's good or the footy's on or anything like that. It's like just having crowd noises... And it's not fabricated. Like you can, it's weird. Like yeah, you're you not there, tell, but you can yeah. tell. I, I think it's really interesting to see those players shine. Um, like different players shine when there is a crowd. Mm. Like I don't, I don't know. As as we all know, I don't want, watch much footy. But Tipper's having a blinder. He's watched like a bit of footy. Oh, yeah, you mean just in previous years? Yeah, like to know he's to gone. know enough about that. But I reckon Tipper's really drawn on the crowd. He's, he's yeah. having yeah. a perler. I there's, feel there's uh, players like that. Yeah, yeah, it's really interesting. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's great to have it's great to have a crowd back. Yeah, it's, I think it's good every. Where like you like you always say you're a big NBA fan, but even watching them, you get every sportsman, every entertainer. It's actors, and when they're doing movies and stuff, the whole purpose is to try and have as many people watching as you can. So, especially these guys, they get to do it in a live situation in front of like if you've got a hundred thousand people cheering and jeering, it it either elevates it it does separate those kind of players that are at, the ones like, that want the limelight and yeah. the ones that are just happy to sort of. You know, fly under the radar. Maybe last year that probably helped some of the younger guys. Is yeah, it's an uncomfortable situation, but there's no one out there like, oh, you're a dog. First gamer, like, there's no dogson. Yeah, like there's none of that stuff. So it's they're able to just go out there and play footy. Whereas now they're going to start learning what it's like playing in front of a packed MC. What it's like, like to be called a grub. Yeah, like <laughs> Nick Cox, Archie Perkins in this Anzac Day game. Um, Bo McCreary, Jay Randall in his debut. Like all these guys are now having to not only play in one of their first five games of AFL footy, but they're doing it in front of 75,000 people. They could never play another on, game and still be happy with it. Like <laughs> it's outside of the grand final Anzac Day um and maybe dream time. They're the like they're the days. Yeah. Like that's that's it. Carlton Collingwood, you reckon? Yeah, well, I mean it's big, but it's not Anzac Day big. Um, righto. Well, after that, we we kind of changed it up a bit rather than getting straight into the footy. We uh, just kind of had a little bit of a chat. What do you say? It's felt a bit different today, just being in the different locations. Yeah. So. I, I think we can kind of get our feelings across early, and then um, this is now when we'd uh, play. Uh, an intro um, soon to come, I think. Um, an intro jingle. An a jingle? Uh, yeah, a bit song? of jingle, bit of, bit of commentary. We found a couple of um, commentary excerpts that we'd like to use. Uh, Dusty, the famous uh, Fletcher kicking a big barrel. Oh, Dusty Fletcher. Um, and then also um, Daisy, 
um, Thomas kicking a barrel as well. Um, yeah, the giving it all away. The, yeah, four ma- the, the more famous Dusty, well, I reckon. Oh, okay, famous. Well, he's well uh, more relevant at the moment with Dusty uh, being out injured. Yeah, oh. concussed. Well, concussed. Brushed past his forehead. I don't know. Yeah, he's... I reckon he'll be fine. I reckon he's... Uh, I reckon he's had worse hits at the supermarket, that bloke. Oh, yeah, yeah I reckon. Yep. He's, he's, had a, yeah, he's had a tougher go at Vegas than he did last yeah. night. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, I guess in light of the no intro today that we will obtain at some point, uh, we may as well get straight into some Friday night footy. So, no Thursday night for the first time this year. Was it the first time? Yeah. Yeah, first time this year, no Thursday night. So, we get straight into the Friday night game. Um for anyone up to date with the scheduling of the AFL world, uh, Western Sydney Giants, Greater Western Sydney Giants, uh, played the Western, Western Bulldogs. The Great so the, Western, the, the US of the rivalry. West, the Battle of the West that uh, These occurs, two hate each other. Occurs in Canberra. So, not sure how that well, works, yeah. but yeah, in Canberra for some reason. Jeez, and, uh, well, they love it in Canberra. They love this rivalry in Canberra. I'll tell you what they also love in Canberra. It's, it's bigger well, than Labor versus Liberal. Don't worry about they it. They better love in Canberra bloody cold weather because I don't think they've seen the sun in years. Low of one the other night. Yeah, it's like no, mid-April. It's <laughs> horrible and everyone's wearing singlets. Where <laughs> they play? Is it Monica? Yep. Yeah. It snowed yeah, a few Monica. years ago. Yeah. Hawthorne it was in game. August. Was that the Hawthorne game? No. Yeah. Hawthorne, oh, it was. Hawthorne Giant. Um, yeah. So, Western Bulldogs ended up winning by 39 points. So, it was 104-65. But... It definitely didn't feel like a 39-point win. Like, that was a very late kick away. Floodgates open late. Yeah. yeah, and that Wayne Carey was calling for it in the commentary. He's like, um, GWS really have to either try and win this game or they're going to have to risk losing by 30, which ended up happening. Um, uh, Simo, did you get around to watching this one? I literally have no comments on this game, oh, but right. only because I completely missed it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, life, thought life, it was Tuesday. Yeah, what's the choice? Life gets in the way sometimes, especially when you're in the mood for a big weekend. He's, he's, well, so I just forgot to flick any of his electricity on, on Friday night. So then yeah, I'll it was a it. dimly lit life on a dimly lit Friday <laughs> yeah. for Simon. I did have one note from this game, and it was to do with the commentary. Okay. Now, I love Luke Hodge, as we know. Yeah. Love well, Hodgie. But he, he had a bit of a mare the other night yep. because there was a moment where Josh Dunkley got the footy and he turned onto his right foot, as he always does, and a few Giants players converged to that angle or onto his left side and he kept running away from the boundary and kicked long, but he sort of shanked it a little bit. And Hodges' uh, uh, input from that was, well, Dunkley being such a left-footed player, he couldn't get back into his left foot, so he shanked that one. Mm. I was like, Josh Dunkley's a good enough player for us to know that he kicks with his right foot and not his left foot, Luke. Yeah, right. And all the, there was just a pause and then everyone moved on. You knew they all wanted to correct him, but I think they're told not to do that stuff. Because yeah. you'll notice how many times commentators make a blue and you know the other guys want it. And sometimes they'll just go, oh, no, I believe it's b- real quick. Well, it probably yeah. interrupts the flow, I'd rather yeah. say. Yeah. Well, the flow. And like if it's the wrong bloke did a tackle, sometimes they go, no, no, actually, I think it was so-and-so and they move on. Yeah. But well, not, I guess yeah. it's yeah. maybe like when you're playing footy and you miss a kick rather than people like, Grats, right, you, you fucking <laughs> suck. What are you doing? It's more like that happened yesterday. next one, like fucking <laughs> sort it out and just have a little correction, sort yep. it out. Um but yeah, uh, Collingwood have just it. taken the score, uh, taken the lead. Sorry, um, oh, I can't oh even no. speak. I'm Here so upset. Well, I was interested in your professionalism with this because Hutto was like yelling at the tally in the third quarter, getting up and about. And I was, we've had Hawthorne the last two weeks, and at times he was looking at me, making sure that I was doing the right thing. And uh, he's done well for Collingwood to hit the front. He's just commentated as it happened. Never in doubt, yeah. my professionalism. Footy will be the winner. It's a my good fra- day. Yeah, <laughs> footy is always the winner, especially as we said at the top, seventy-five thousand in the stands. That's that's what we love to see as footy fans. Um, being an Essendon fan, it's tougher to see um, us lose, but. Um, 
that's the way the world works, unfortunately. You win some, you lose most. On a, is on a, my um, go-to. On a super coach standpoint from that game, um, do you... Do you have Tim Taranto, Simon? No, I don't. No, Hutto, I think you yeah, do. Yeah, I've got Tim Taranto. He's been a bit interesting this year. There's people saying, no, nah, he's not worth keeping for the whole season. But he's, you know, he gets a lot of the footy, but he's managed to score 102, which we liked. Yep. Finished on 108. Unfortunately, got a bit of downscaling. But um, thought he was solid enough for our teams when things were still looking good on Friday night for most oh, of yeah. our sides. But Like Taranto, but uh, like for those teams out there with Dunkley, obviously oh. did his shoulder, went down the race, yeah, um, came back up, and he punched the ball and did his shoulder again. So... Um, He's in big, big strides. It's interesting how different players deal with injuries compared to others because I was thinking if I did that to my shoulder, with my one good arm, I would have already been calling Tobin Brothers, organising my funeral. Yeah. <laughs> because there's no way that I would have been like, oh, I'll never play football Straight again. on the phone. My life hey, is over. Hey, mum, come pick me up. Yep. Yep. Um, Don't touch it. Don't touch it. So I had a couple of things from this game as well. Um, uh, McRae. Absolute oh. gun. Uh, he has had, uh, I think it was, I read, three 40-touch games this year already. Uh, the next best, Cam Guthrie, had one. I read something that he's uh, got the currently got the record for most consecutive 30-disposal games or something really? like that. Yeah. That wouldn't surprise me. He racks them up. And mm. the thing is, like, we always... Uh, well, we... I always talk about Tom Mitchell racking up touches and doing nothing with it. Jack McRae had 40 touches yesterday. He took eight marks, had six tackles. Uh, a goal. 11 contested possessions uh, and 864 metres gained. Yep. So he's using the she footy is. when he gets the footy. But I'm, um, I would be shocked if he isn't clearly in the top three for the Brownlow right now. He's every chance. He It's him and Tex at the moment, I think. Still reckon Tex? Well, Tex would be on nine votes, realistically. He'd be on nine votes, but he wouldn't have polled in the other like the other games. That's the only issue with him. McRae might be still pulling out ones or twos. Oh, so. Sorry to cut in. That's a classic Tipper. example. Tipper. Tipper's kicked his fifth. Tipper is Tipper on a tear. Is He's on. It. And that's what Simo's talking about. Players that relish fans and Tipper, I bet you he's got a big stiff. Oh, bloody Anthony McDonald, Tipper, what are you playing footy with? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> seventy-five. He looked around, he saw all the people in the crowd, and he's like, "I'm turning it on." Um, he's making everyone look at it. He's pointing at it. Yeah, he's look at my stiff. It's the new Nicky Widmar, but it's the <laughs> <laughs> stiff gate. Goodness me! Um, <laughs> back, back to the back to the game at hand. Um, US dogs. So I had a, another couple of things. So. Um, on the Dunkley situation, apparently I read on Twitter today that he stayed in Sydney um, to spend time with family before he has shoulder surgery. He's so going to have surgery? Yeah, I think that rules him out for the year. If, <sighs> if he didn't have surgery, they'd be using Chris Judd amounts of tape just to hold him together. Yeah, well, I can't wait to trade him to Jack Zebel, who is now $300,000 overpriced in Supercoach, well, but it's Jack, at the point now where I just have to do it. Jack Zebel actually came off last night um, holding his head nah. with a possible I'm trading him anyway. I'm, I'm bringing um, him in anyway. If he's he, getting zero, I'm getting him in. He yeah. also um, has a break-even of zero for next week, Jack Siebel. So we'll touch a bit more on him later on. I've got a Jack Siebel um, story too from my past. Um, Toby Green, I my big claim this week is he's the best forward in the comp right now. Now, there is Tex getting around. Tex is the best full forward in the comp, but as an overall forward, yep. the ability for Toby Green to get down, the fo- get down the ground and impact the game, he is the best forward. And Toby Green plays one-on-one like he's six foot six. Yeah, he does. Yep. It's pretty great. It's great to watch. And um, I think the captaincy really suits him. He seems to have pulled his head in a little bit. Because that was always the thing was that Toby Green was a gun but couldn't hold his shit together. Yep. And now he's he's really pulled it together and he's absolutely killing it. Well, the good reaction was that Brandon just turned around in shock saying, hang on, is he their captain? And that that's the thing. You, you wouldn't have expected it no. from the, the past, but he seems to relish. 
and oh, there you um, go. I'm about to get unprofessional because Stringer's just kept a, kicked a worldie, and the a package world? is a fucking genuine. Superstar. I don't care if you get unprofessional; it just means that next time Hawthorne's playing, I'm going to annoy the shit out <laughs> yeah, of you. Yeah, nah. <laughs> um, oh, Dondi's going to do a shoey here in a minute. He yeah, Dondi's. We're getting up and about live here. on radio. Yes, and he's um, already made the call that Stringer was his favourite player, so it's funny. What, what yeah, an afternoon. He's, he's, he's spoken to existence. Oh, hello. <laughs> um, I also had another little claim that Cumming and Taylor are the best defensive duo in the comp. Oh, I thought that was a, another story. No. Nah. Wait, you started that? Oh. Oh. I've seen a movie with that title. Um, oh. Cumming and Taylor. Coming yeah, it's not uh, the movies that we want to promote on this podcast. Don't have to promote it. If they exist, we'll mention them. Oh, <laughs> yep, that's fair. <laughs> um, yep, so Isaac Cumming and Sam Taylor, um, possibly the same person. But um, that works out in GWS. Oh, it's like the Sydney favor. paradox. Yeah. With the, yeah, 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 yeah. It's something about Sydney and their cloning the academy, situation. The clone academy. Yeah. So GWS and Sydney have kind of got together. Um, yeah. So that game, it, it was a, it was a really nice game. GWS fought hard. Uh, it was a nice dogs, battle for three quarters, an arm wrestle, yeah. and then when it, it broke open, it was entertaining. But to watch. dogs are clearly the better team. Um, I think we all knew that watching. It was GWS were doing their best to stay. Uh, close. I, I'm, um, I'm just going to put out there too that my round one prediction of a Western Bulldogs Port Adelaide Grand Final looks very good could right be now. On. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. that's Probably selling the that. demons a bit short, but that's what you'll touch on that. Yeah, yeah. I, I was saying last night. I think the D's and Port Adelaide Grand Final would be great. For no, them. I think yeah. everyone yeah. Yeah. involved. Love um, those random matchups. We're yeah. getting those for a few years in a row. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, and uh, in light of the UFC 261 today, Tim English still had the best um, KO for the weekend. Yeah. Or well, whose yeah. knee was it? Aaron Norton's. Norton's. Yeah. Yep. So Norton's got the best KO. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, yep. uh, so there are a few injuries. Nick Haynes, Lin Jong, both hamstrings, English Johnny. jaw, head situation. And then, yeah, Dunkley's... Um, general head stuff. Yeah, general head soreness, I think, for Tim English. He didn't have a good one to start off no. with. He's not much of Wasn't a lookout, but he's... Um, now that his jaws at right angles to his face, um, it's even worse. But um, yeah, I wrote down uh, Lockie Ash for anyone out there looking at a defensive. He does go up and down, but he had one thirty nine in Super Coach. He yeah. actually had thirty five touches and fifteen. I think marks. the good thing with him is only what second year. Yep. I think the best part's going to be that in a couple of years' time, if he's doing this now, he's going to be one of those players we'll all have. Yep. And then Libba had 139 as well. Um, I just picked him out because you expect 140 and 130s from your Bonts and your Dunkleys and McCrays. Uh, Libba. Even Trelaw's up there. So their five midfielders, McCray, Libba, Dunkley, Bont, Trelaw, all had hundreds. Um, so for anyone there's out there that was around. worried about Western Bulldogs scoring, well, now Dunkley's gone, so there's yep. there's 132 points from the weekend that needs to go to someone. I yeah. would say that Mr. Pat Lipinski with his 35 disposals and a goal on the VFL will be in for the rest of the season, as he probably should be. Yeah, he should be. I was shattered to hear about Dunkley because, like, I don't know what I'm doing. I thought I was onto a good thing there. And I only picked well, him because... Well, you were uh, onto a good thing. Yeah, I, only, I picked him because... Uh, Remember his old man. Yeah, he used to watch his dad yeah. play. Yeah, so Well, you got um, Essendon's in front of us here. He's, he's younger brother. The Kyle actually plays for Essendon's VFL team. Is buddy, um, Stewie, Stewie Maxfield got a kid playing? Um, no. Okay. All right. Um, maybe maybe he plays backgammon or something. Right. Righto. Well, yeah, we got a quick stat from the crowd. Yep. Parry. There you go. Okay. So Career for anyone for that couldn't quite hear that, Brandon's spat out a good fact for us. Dane Swan is the only player to ever score. That's uh, got sorry. 
uh, get 40 touches uh, in an Anzac Day game. Until now. Until now. Young Darcy Parrish, with 15 minutes left in the fourth quarter, has... Uh, just gotten his 40th touch. Bloody hell, good That's not bad for a half-forward flanker. Well, I actually mentioned at the start of the game when Parrish kicked our first goal that when Parrish gets on the footy, he is one of the premier midfielders. Well, he can be a goal-kicking mid. Yeah, he's a gun midfielder, and we just need to give him the chance. Well, actually, that I'm going to mention during the Hawthorne game, Parrish and another player might be... Uh, the, I'm gonna. We'll have maybe an argument at who's the most improved premium midfielder in the comp. Okay. Um, well, before we get into the loaded Saturday games, we thought we might uh, talk about some beers. Yeah. Um, we're all hey. having a beer, even Dude. hungover Symes soldiered on. <laughs> well, and the post uh, non-alcoholic beer, he's cracked one that yeah, is um, the, getting him a little bit hazy. The, the secret's out. I have been a bit quiet over here, but yeah, I am slightly hungover. I got a bit into it last night, but that's yep. okay. It only happens when I'm not there. I, I haven't seen Fun Simon in ages. No, because nah, no. he wasn't. Fun, he still wasn't Fun Simon. So he was drunk Simon. Yeah, you guys haven't seen or heard Fun Simon yet. <laughs> no, <laughs> so I had uh, to nah, start yeah, off with um, Bridge Road Brewers Free Time Alcohol Free Pale Ale, and it is delicious. Bloody well done on that one. Yep. And I am just about to crack. Oh, you what? haven't cracked it yet. No, I haven't oh, cracked it. Crack no. it. Yeah, I'll crack it. All right. Okay. Well, while. Well, we got that really nice noise, and while Simo's that was cracking, just me I think my we'll legs. just quickly um, check in with Gratty, and he's just pulled his out of his stubby holder. Um, we've uh, we've been trying to change up the breweries, but I had to just have be one and done today. So having another bonehead beer, which I think we've enjoyed on the podcast before, but this is their yep. bonafide Nimbus Oat Cream IPA, and surprisingly for an oat cream, usually you sort of you feel like you're going to get that lactosey sort of feeling. It's a lot fruitier than that, and there's not much sort of weighing on at the back, but it's like very, very tasty. I wrote so off, I'm I wrote off the, I wrote off the oat creams a while back, but I've come back, back around. Up. Yeah, I think, um, I think I really like when they first started happening. You really could taste the lactose, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think there's been a big, a bit more experimenting with them now. Yeah. So, I think there's just been a thunderstorm because uh, big two meter Peter's kicked a goal from the boundary, and the roller it's door brought went the house down. down. But, um, yeah, it like two the meter Peter, two meter Peter kicking that goal just. Um, it, it, the shed, it's it's fallen down around it's us. Rattling. Bloody it's bombers are getting up here. Um, what you got, I Hudson? have cracked a uh, mountain goat um, triple IPA uh, brewed with Strata hops. From their rare breed series? Yeah, so it's a rare breed series. They did the East Coast v West Coast. So um, this one's a Strata. The other one is the Citra hop. Um, for anyone out there that loves can art, get, get yourself these cans because they're pretty special. What do you think of this one? I've had this one very recently and I loved it. I thought it was beautiful. Get yourself some of these cans. It is phenomenal. It's it's got that passion fruit and I kind of... There is a dankness to it but it's not overwhelming. Like it's not piney like a... Like they could be. But also Mountain Goat. So the thing is, any of those breweries that have been bought out and are now part of the major companies, I think people write them off. Mm -hmm. This is the exact reason why you should not write off these breweries because they still are going to do their specialty brews and those Rare Breed series... The last one I had from them, I was like, oh, I'll just get it because I used to love Mountain Goat. And it was it was good, but this one, this was next level and I'm glad I've got the other one sitting at home too. Yeah, we, um, we love Mountain Goat, but yeah, we also do love our um, independent brewers and we really... Yeah, um, we're not going to write off someone for not being independent. That's for sure. But if their beers are good, we'll enjoy. Yeah, them. we ju- we like good beers. Whoever whoever brings it to us. Um, so, Simon, you did crack your beer. What was it? So, Ballistic Beer Co. And yes. we have a Hawaiian Haze Pale Ale, and it is into delicious. the top ten of the hottest one hundred beers, I yeah. believe. It was yeah, and it's 
not only is it a pale ale, Simon, it's a double dry hop pale ale. So you're getting a, it is quite hoppy for a standard pale, but you get that haze, which when I drink it, I'm like, oh, this is passion. This is pineapple juice. It's delicious. And it's really interesting to see what beers, like the movement in the hottest 100 for that. Um, Admittedly, this one, you can get at Dan Murphy's now, but it is good that, you know, regular folk, regular beer drinking folk are trying these sorts of things. So it's great to see. Highly recommend it. If you're just someone that likes beer, and you haven't really got into the craft beer journey. If you see this one, the ballistic, it's got a green can, yep. Hawaiian yep. haze. Please, by all means, give it a go. Just and buy also, one. Yep. And also a tip for new players. If it's in, you know, you've, it's got the plastic top, you can crack them out. You know, you go on the I bottle, th- say it's a four oh, pack, yeah. you can crack one, yeah. just get one. Yep. Yep. Don't have to get, you don't have to yeah, get a four pack I or think a six pack. We, we will be massive advocates for that because I get nervous uh, breaking four packs at Bottolos and you know what fuck them I'm still I'm still giving them money well yeah but no one's money. ever no one's ever told you off and no one's no. ever told me like for it, if so. you want to try a beer grab one take it out and give it a go and then let us know how you go because yeah. I could just as easily not buy the beer exactly right yeah. um, right what so we've done the beers Arena Saturday it was chock full of footy guys five I have games. nothing to say about this first game aside from one very lovely thing that we saw on the stroke of halftime yep so uh, Cats Eagles um the Cat has got up by uh, 97 points, which is their biggest win over West Coast uh, in history, I, I think I heard. It was 80-something before that. Um, disappointed again, didn't get to 100 because I thought they were on for that. The Cats looked phenomenal. West Coast looked truly, truly awful. Um, but, yeah, as Zach mentioned, uh, the main story from this is Mitchell, one Mitch Duncan uh, on the stroke of halftime. Uh, free kick. He got a free kick, I believe it was. I don't think he took the mark. A free kick um, at about 48 to 50 metres out. So he's obviously kicking from 55. He said, you know what? I'm going the barrel. And as the name suggests, uh, we love barrels. Oh, we love barrels. And wasn't it a rip snorter? It, it was perfect. And it, it was also sort of on the border of where near where the 50 meets the boundary. So yeah, you know, he, it was it a was big border barrel. It wasn't right? yeah. directly in front. Um, and it was, yeah, the border of the ground. It was a barrel, and he absolutely pumped it. Now, we did have to wait. Uh, he was midway through his halftime um, interview with the journalist before he actually found out it was a goal because we had to go to the score review system. Because oh, I missed all that. Yeah, because the goal umpire in his transition lenses couldn't quite see <laughs> the ball cross the line, which... Um, well, actually, he saw the ball cross the line, but he thought it was touched beforehand, which it most definitely was not. Oh, well, at least at least he got the score for it. And then um, yep. it came back after half-time, and one of the first plays, he came up with a big spoil yep. and a bloody another goal. Catch you later. I would have I I walked off. That's the end of my yep. afternoon. Mitch Duncan had an absolute pearl. He ended up with 26 and four goals yeah. out of midfield. Four goals out of the midfield. Incredible. That's, yeah. Um, Another midfielder for the Cats before you go, Simon. Uh, Joel Selwood, uh, a Simon Supercoach pick, has picked himself up 136 in Supercoach. Yeah, good. And he is a genuine... He, he's back in the midfield for anyone... In pod that, form. Yeah, that anyone worried about Joel Selwood and the way he was going to go about his um, final years. Um, I don't want to put any mocker on him in terms of the way he's going about his career. He's got plenty more ducks left in him, don't worry. Yeah, he, no, okay. It's uh, spoken by a true Hawthorne fan. Fuck him. Um, <laughs> but he, yeah, he, he's looking very good. Um, Geelong, Geelong look good everywhere. Um, they were really nice. And it was funny because two weeks ago, Zach, I don't know if it was on the pod or in our, um, just uh, us chatting, he said that he worried about Geelong because they moved the ball so slowly. They changed it up. I did hear Chris yeah. got on the radio. No, it was Tom Hawkins on the radio on the way home yesterday. 
And he was mentioning, he's like, oh, we just, we finally got back to playing the way that we think we should play and we want to play. So that was definitely a directive to, to play that way. Yeah. I think they just needed the right opposition to do it against. Oh, Darcy Parrish has just kicked another goal. And I reckon for the first time ever, they should walk out now, put the medal around his neck, and he has to play the last 10 minutes with, with the, the medal, medal on. Yeah. Yeah. Darcy Parrish, I'm about to say, and this could be a coming of age game for Darcy Parrish, and I'm about to say someone else who's had a coming of age game from the Geelong West Coast game. Zach, can you? who do you think? Who had a cracker a game that hasn't quite game. done it before? Um, like I've got a Mitch Duncan's come here already. Cam yeah, Guthrie's done it already. Yep. Um, uh, no, so plays it plays in the back half. I'm gonna, oh. <laughs> oh. Is, is it from the is it from the uh, previous underrated MVP? He hasn't been. Oh, no. Hasn't? So okay. Um, Jack Henry. Ah, okay. Was yep. an absolute monster. Well, it's a shame I didn't get to watch this game because yeah, I think okay, one of my rules so have to have at least seen it. Jack but. Henry did. Um, he played. He almost did the Tom Stewart role better than Tom Stewart no. has done it the last couple. And Stewart still got 108 super coach yeah. points. So. Um, but Jack Henry was incredible. I tell you who wasn't, um, unfortunately, for super coach owners out there. Um, Jordan Clark came on very late um, as a medical sub. Yep, got his 13 super coach points, which didn't get team. his break even. So I traded him out. Fortunately, Same. Um, McGrath to seal the game. Uh, Just a little bit of live commentary. Zaharakis! Oh, he's, oh, he's missed it. That was that was Zaharakis 2009s. McGrath, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, th- I guess this one was really defined by West Coast zero Supercoach tons, which yeah. you don't see often. Well, that just means a good team effort from Geelong. And I think uh, the weather was a bit tough as well. They were they were looking to get the the, the roof closed. Yeah, it was um, dark. But they, they realised they're at Cadinia Park and they couldn't do that, so they, they made the. They as made we know, we all went on a nice summer holiday down yeah. Geelong yeah. Way, and we wore jumpers and pants. Yeah, the whole but, <laughs> yeah, but, it, but it was lovely. Someone um, get the bloody tarp out now. Tell me, yep, Jeremy Cameron. Yes, what's the story? What do you mean? He loves fishing. He who, does. Who is he? No idea. Came from Giants. No, he oh, came from. He was a gun was at a the trade? Giants. Is all all Australian, Coleman medalist. Yep. I don't know a thing about him. Was it a trade? Or yeah, it was. About yeah, after first first game, round unrestricted free, no, restricted free agents that he chose to leave. And they can match GW, the GWS money. did match it, so they had to do a trade, but yeah. Facilitate a trade. And they reckon um, that the, one of the reasons he picked Geelong was because he loves fishing so much. And are you going to move into the middle of Melbourne? Or are you going to move somewhere down the coast there where you can probably do it a little bit easier? Yeah, yeah. well, there you go. Yeah, but he, well. he was actually really good um, after a slow start. But another one, Cam Guthrie, got 144 Supercoach points, which um, um, in my research was actually just below his break-even. Um, so if you're trying mm. to get Cam Guthrie in, uh, now might be the time because he's probably going to be at his all-time cheapest um, going forwards. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's enough of that game because yeah. that was not much of a game. Uh, Sun-Swans, not much of a game also, but we did have a really big... Uh, contender for performance of the season by Artuk Miller. Here's the other issue. I would love to have him as the underrated MVP, but again, I didn't see the game. Yeah. And also the person who is this week's, it, it, it's, no, it's a no contest really for anyone to watch that particular game. After this, surely your underrated MVP has to go to someone. He's going to win the Anzac Day medal. Like he's, I mean, he did get the plaudits, but no one thought it was going to No, happen. I agree. I reckon there's a few people I have in mind who I reckon that it'll... it'll okay, it's between two. I'll decide okay. I'll decide at some point. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but yeah, we had the Suns play the Swans, uh, the Gold Coast. The Suns of the Gold Coast Sky uh, won by 40 points. Um, Sydney really did hit a wall. 
They I were, thought this would happen. Very slow. Everyone that was having them on for the flag. Sorry, sorry, son. Are you all right? Do you need a hug or something? I know no, you're Ron Swanee's right. big these days. No, I'm all right. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit Swans shattered. Fan. There's no hickey. Heaney came back and he had his glove on. How did Heaney go, by the way? Well, you know, as Bad they say, if, oh. if the glove don't fit, you must have quit. And it fit him perfectly. And he was guilty of being shitted. <laughs> <laughs> That's Maybe he just must quit. Yeah. yeah. Nah, I don't know. They just they, it, it was funny. It was like watching a different team. Yeah. Like, they just went, oh, oh, we lost last week. Oh, we don't want to lose again. Oh, we're playing shit. They just didn't have any spirit, any heart. Yeah, they they were real tough. They were a tough watch. I mean, Swannies, isn't it the only bird with a wang? They're not. They're certainly not. <laughs> they're, they're certainly not playing that way. They need. Hold to, on. Yeah. Hold on. The only bird with a wang. Yeah. That's impossible. How do all other bird species? No, but like a decent one. Reprodu- oh. Yeah. <laughs> like they're the only bird that measures this it. This might be yeah. a good Google. Can we love our Google searches? I'm not Googling Which bird no. has the biggest no, cock? No, because I share, I share a Google with my wife and I don't need to search that. Oh, oh, oh. oh I see. You it was like you started typing it in, but Sarah had already looked that up. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pre, pre-search. <laughs> She's already worked it out. Yeah, um, very good. But other than that, um, yeah, pretty quiet game all around. Ben King kicked five um, on the Sydney side. Nothing yeah, worth writing home cool. about. Braden Campbell came on pretty early as a medical sub, but he's still only Trading at 35. So Warner was good, decent again in a losing side. Yeah, he, he did well, and he tagged um, Took Miller towards the end of the game. So oh. that definitely, um, he was in and around the ball for quite a bit. Um, I had a couple of things. Yeah, Miller was a beast. Sydney hit the wall, like I said. Um, it, what's disappointing uh, for people that follow Sydney and also for people that just love watching footy, it's such a far cry from the game they had against Richmond. Uh, it's not like they're kind of middle of the road. They showed against Richmond that they're almost one of the better teams in the comp. Well, the thing is, that that required effort against a team like that on a day like that, that isn't something you can reproduce every week. Like, yep. it's, it's very difficult. Everyone plays out of their skin on the same day. That's why when you see upsets in grand finals... And it's just really unfortunate for the team that was favourite because you know your opposition has just... Everyone has played out of their skin. And that yep. was it. Um, but there's no next week in a grand final. For Goulden uh, and anyone that held on to Campbell, might be time to move on. Goulden is going to go below 300k after this week with a very high break even. Goulden. So uh, I'd have a look at moving him on now Goulden. because now, he'll be a straight... He'll, he'll be a very quick swap to an Andy Brayshaw um, who is quite cheap. Yeah. He pulled out another 100 on the weekend. Yep. I've, I've got Brayshaw. You do? Yeah, I'm, some very good advice there. Um, with the values, uh, just a quick question: Is it is it a, a quick one to sort of go through how what changes them? No. Okay. Um, well, I, uh, quickly, so obviously there's, performance. There's, I there's a break even determined by what they call the magic number. Um, so they work. There's a there's a massive excuse me math equation to get to um, a break even for a certain player at their price. What they need to score to maintain that they're rolling their average, average contributes over yeah. the last three games. Yeah. Right. Um, but. For every point above or below their average that they score, uh, it's roughly $443. So say someone's break-even is 20 and they score 21, they will go up $443, but their break-even will also go up because they're now higher priced. So the break-even one, the math I'm not too familiar with, but the the money, that's pretty easy. It's 443 either way. Yep. Um, but for anyone that needs to know footy, uh, footy Wire puts all that up. Um, at the end of the round, usually a day after. So might have to have a cheeky that's study. Our, yeah, that's one. our resource. Um, that's what we use. Um, so, yeah, might be time to move on Golden and Campbell for anyone that have them. Um, and also next week, um, 
people that own Grundy will be very happy because they play Gold Coast and I just wrote down no that Cal Sinclair had 54 hit outs and he's not I, I don't he's not a dominant ruck no so whoever is rucking against Gold Coast you're in for a big score um, and that that man is um, Brody Grundy next week so we've just had a sco- uh, something pop up on the screen in front of us official attendance of the Anzac Day game 78,113 which is officially the biggest sporting crowd since the world went into lockdown. And also, I find it extremely interesting on that wide shot, there's still uh, Collingwood fans that are like, I don't give a shit how many people are here. And they go, I'm going to try and bloody get the train. Beat the traffic. Yep. Stuff that. Yep. We haven't been able to go to live footy for 12 months and I'm still going to leave biggest, early. Yeah. Yeah. Biggest <laughs> sporting crowd, but the actual biggest crowd was Audi in Lavington this afternoon when they opened. Oh, did they have a deal on? What deals did they have? Couldn't find a park. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bloody hell! Because yeah. you're not allowed to, um, for our Texas and Washington listeners, you're not allowed to open on Anzac Day. So our Anzac Day is basically your Veterans Day over in the US. Uh, you're not allowed to open before twelve o'clock. One o'clock. One o'clock. One o'clock. No, no. I I went somewhere. I went somewhere shopping at twelve twenty. Okay. Open, no, open, so I'm right saying twelve. Yeah. And also for our Texas and Washington listeners, that uh, last stat about. Uh, the biggest crowd since COVID. That is because our sports are way better than yours. No, <laughs> oh, suck a big that. swang wang. But also watching <laughs> swang that. Wang. Will swang Snelling wang. has wrapped it up <laughs> and suck shit, Harris. So cop that. Oh. Um, it's all right, Harris. To move on from that game, Mills was really the only one worth talking about for the Sydney team. He's been good. Yeah, anyway. good score. Next game was um, a good one. Next game, um, I'm going to have to tag out like Simo did on the previous games because I didn't watch it. Carlton Brisbane. Yep, I saw a fair bit of it. Um, um, just before Sim, um, before sorry, Zach goes into it. Uh, Brisbane, one hundred and three. Carlton, eighty five. Eighteen point win. From what I did read, um, it, it, the score was probably closer than it should have been. Harry Mackay really kept them there. It was one of those really, really weird games, and I think we spoke about this the other week, where I said I was the one to blame when Essendon were in front, and then I got home and then couldn't kick a goal for a while. So um, check the score when I finished my game yesterday. Um, Carlton were out. Brisbane came back and I think kicked seven or eight goals to Carlton's two in the second quarter. Jeez. Uh, so it was four goals a margin. I arrived at the uh, the pub for our awards after the game, walked in, didn't look at the screen for five minutes, looked back, it was six points. Once I started oh. watching the game, Brisbane took off, never looked like losing. Any- so it was this weird game of up and downs, but having not watched the whole thing in entirety. I'm not sure if Carlton ever looked like a real chance. Well, Eddie missed a few key ones in the third. Eddie did miss it. Yeah, we Is that because yeah. his shorts are getting bigger think, and bigger week on week? The big shorts. Well, you know how you shrink with old age. Yeah. Now he's getting older. Yeah. His shorts are the same size. Yeah. But he's getting small. It's quite possible. But also, just to comment on that game. So, it was uh, it was a Fox footy game or whatever. Yep. So, um Short, like Eddie Maguire just keeps popping up, doesn't he? Is he commentating it? Yeah, I didn't hear the commentary. I could like, sort of see it on the yeah. I don't want to get too deep into it, but bloody hell. Like, you are know. we off him yet? Well, I think we I, I think we are. I think we are, but uh, I just don't understand how... Uh, but obviously, it's how network television is run and that sort of stuff. These people keep popping up in other roles. It's like, oh, look, you fucked up over here, but you can you can be well, the commentator. In saying that, though, he was part of the commentary team when he was president of yeah. Collingwood. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, still... Press like, red for Ed. But, but then he proceeded to get, oh, I mean, you know, he proceeded to get bloody players' names wrong. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um, those players may or may not be um, um, of other ethnicity Ooh. ethnicities to Eddie. Yes. Um, well, so which, so um, the previous uh, 
Oh, listen to Look the into the Collingwood. Sorry, I'm I'm tearing up yeah, over here. It's just it's big. It's so it's been sorry for this unprofessionalism, guys. We yeah, sorry guys. I'm better than this. But have you guys got anything? Have you got much more? Oh, Cripps was disappointing because I actually yeah. checked um, checked his statistics before I checked his Supercoach score. Yeah, yeah. I saw that he had touches. four. At one point, he had four. Was it four kicks? Twenty-one handballs. Yes. But I saw he, he didn't have a he didn't have a touch for about the last half of the last quarter. So halfway through the last quarter, I think he had those stats, and I thought, oh, he's at twenty-five. What's he going to be at fifty-nine? Twenty-nine. 25 touches, 11 clangers for Patrick Cripps. Clangers. Yeah. That, again, my favourite. That um, is my favourite stat. The other midfielder. The suitcase for, was huge. Um, yeah, the other midfielders in the game. Sam Walsh, 130. Suitcase, 128. The suitcase got into a bit of a scuffle. He there. had 14 touches in the second quarter. The the big one, though, that. Um, uh, so, Jared Lyons maintained his uh, ton streak. He's He got 108. He hasn't gone below 100 this year. Ooh, just quickly Same on, as Dunkley and Jack McRae. Just quickly on him. Um, this unfortunately got cut out last week. There was some other stuff going on. But Jared Lyons is... So, Jared Lyons plays for the Brisbane Lions. Have we figured out if there's anyone else ever that has played football and their last name is the mascot of the team that they play for? No. Oh. Yeah, no, I don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't I was know. hoping you had the answer. No, I don't have the answer. That's a, that will be a, such a um, weird Google search. But no, I completely I forgot it. that that occurred last week, so I didn't actually do the research. Well, no, I didn't. That was the thing. Like, um, listeners think oh, this is... Brandon, can we just get the TV turned up? Because we need to hear the song here. No, we don't know. Yeah, we don't, turn we it up. We can hear it. I reckon it's bad. Turn I reckon it up. We can I'll hear sing it. along. We can hear it. We'll cut this out. Don't worry. It's all right. Yeah, good. It's all right. We'll, we've got my rendition of uh, Yankee Doodle Dandy coming up very soon, so that's fine. Oh, I'm just right. I'm living it up. It, it's it. We've Got won. We actually looked at this uh, before um, we started the pod. This is the third time that SNN have won since 2009. Um, no, well, 2009 we won, but since then third. Yeah, um, and th- this was absolutely massive for the Dons because yeah, we just we we really needed it. Um, we'll get into that later on though. Um, Blues Brisbane, I think we're pretty much done with. Um, we'll get before we get into the Saturday night games. I think uh, well, let's just have a look at what Simo's been doing with his Supercoach teams because a lot of people are interested by it because it's absolutely, it, it's genuinely fantastic to look at um, <laughs> because the decisions he's, he's made well. and the processes he's going through are very odd. <laughs> um, yeah, to well, say the best. Well, mostly to start off with, I was just picking dudes that I. Either their um, their dad played, so I was going with the father son rule. Yeah. Um. Or they had a cool name. Okay. Um. And then I'd just go from there. But I had yeah. The first week I didn't hit um, save trades, so I had to yep, claw my way back with a yeah, bunch of DMPs. But who to bring in this week? Petrarca. Um. I've heard a lot of uh, a lot about him, and he's bloody absolutely smashing it. Uh, Lear Lear, the statue. He plays tonight. Yeah. I can't wait to see. Yeah. What there's he another game on. Yeah. It's bloody. Yeah. When's that later on? Is that now? Is it six ten? Nah, six forty. Ooh. And a few that you've mentioned, buddy Zebul. I've got Zebul. We've got Tex. Tex, buddy, turned up, I think, today. Um, I actually don't know. Uh, yeah, he did, 103. Yeah. Oh, Look, good. Yeah. I'm really glad that all the players I had in that game got downscaled and the one I didn't got upscaled three points. That's oh, freaking awesome. There you go. Love that. Good stuff. Love that for you, Gratz. Yeah. But, um, so what's your projection this week, Simon? So I think it was. Let's go back into this. I'm still learning how to uh, work this uh, application. What do we got? 2,105. Whoa, Simon. That'd be big. That'd That's be big special from you. What are you special? Um, Zach, 
How's yours traveling? Um, I, don't, I actually at the start. don't even want to talk. Seriously, Dusty injured. Dunkley out. Yeah. I don't have Zebel. I don't have Tex. Hmm. I thought all these things would turn. The only real positive thing that happened all week, aside from having Jackson McRae as my vice captain, that was a good call still. Um, could have had Max Gorman. It was only about, I think, 14 points in the end. Um, I had this is, this is as good as it's gotten for me. I had to keep Tom Phillips this week, and he managed to score 80. Yeah. Which is fine. That's 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 all. I've, that's oh, all I've got. Oh, there you go. Yep. Yeah, no, nah, I don't have much. I don't. I, I've got to make a few decisions because um, I think I've got about five players under forty. Jeez, Oof, no, that, had, that's tough. I've had a good one, so I've got to. I've got to change Dunkley for someone. So can I change Dunkley for Guthrie? Well, I have enough money. I'll have a look. Yeah, you, you yeah, will. But definitely, you got to do it tonight. You'd have to do a couple Probably of moves. Oh, right. When it reopens at about. What time well, you can do it tonight. Like you can do it, you do it in tomorrow, the next five days. Yeah, I know. Don't play again. Yeah, we look Friday. forward to Supercoach reopening. And Monday yeah. mornings are always fun at work. It is. Yeah, no, that's good stuff. Who else Supercoach have we got? Yeah, so Petrarca's in. He's smashing it. Um, I reckon I need to... Who I need to get rid of? Um, bloody Roe. Yeah, Adelaide. it was tough. But he, he did get his break-even, and I think his break-even's going to stay fairly low. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, that's enough of the super coach update from Syme. Um, <laughs> I don't have much to offer. Before you all, I've had a tough week, uh, Grazi. I've had a couple of injuries, but I'm still projected for 21 uh, 29. Mm. Actually, I'm oh, sorry, I'm on because I don't have any Port Adelaide or uh, the team they're playing. Oh, right. Uh, or Actually, sorry, players. my projection was like 18 60, but that hadn't taken into account Jackson McRae's yep. captain score and also. That hadn't taken in Scott 61, I think it was, on the bench. So, you know, there was maybe something there to get me to 2,000. Maybe. Um, All right. Saturday night footy. Um, I'm going to let Simo and Zach take a hold of this one Ah. um, while I um, have a bit of a whiz. Oh, and also I might wait till you come back. I've got maybe a semi-controversial uh, subject to bring. Yeah, up. I'm very oh. keen, but um, uh, I think Grazzi said he has a couple. I have of a few notes on this game, on which are really D's like. and the Tigers, which was a massive game, uh, and then the Dockers Ruse, which was not so massive, um, but was played in front of no crowd. Oddly enough, so back to 2020 AFL footy. Yeah, um, I'll I'll be back like big soon one. with my thoughts. The D's, the big one. Are they the real deal? And they've played the Tigers, and I don't actually know how many of these Anzac Day Eve games that the Demons have gotten up. Simon, do you ever? I don't have. A, <laughs> I don't have a stat on that, but um, I don't know. I just, again, someone not knowing too much about about footy, I'll tell you. I just know all I know is the D's are playing really well. Dusty did go out pretty early, um, but still, they they didn't look like it, he was going to worry him anyway. The first time the Demons have been six and zero, oh, I think since nineteen fifty four. Is it really something around then? Yeah. So there was something interesting stat in the paper today about all the things that are happening in the world when that happened last. It's like yeah, we still right. use pounds on and shillings at the time. On this day. But yeah, um, Petrarca, gone, bloody smash. Oh, it's just incredible. Re- it's just, yeah, it is. It's really good to see. I'll so. run through just a couple of little... Um, well, I know Hutto is usually the one that runs through the Supercoach stuff, but I'll just run through a couple of things. Now, we had... Uh, most people should have Grundy and Gorn. If anyone's got a different ruck aside from those two, but have a premium ruck still, it, like you, people might have Flynn. That makes some sense. Toby Nankervis scored 129. He's someone you might probably him Goldstein and Riley O'Brien are the only three you might have outside of them. So if you had him, you were doing okay. Yeah. Um, Shy Bolton was a little potter looked at in the forward line this year, getting a bit of more midfield time. I can't remember exactly where he's priced at this point. He scored a 99. He was very good last night. Um, Gorn, 147. Petrarca, 133. But my issue 
with oh, this game. Oh, God. Now, there's one observation that will lead into another observation. Do you guys find it interesting that the Demons' two best players are both Christians? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Christian Salem uh, and Christian Petrarca. What do you reckon? Uh, I, I reckon. Yeah. yeah that's I reckon. Not, there that's, you go. Yeah. But the other part <laughs> of that. You, that's not where I thought you were going. But I the other. Going on a religion oh, route. no. But the other interesting part of that was I think they read the wrong last name out when they gave the best on ground medal. Because Petrarca was fantastic. But in the first half of that game, Christian Salem had 23 disposals in the wet, going at 80% disposal efficiency. Kicked their first goal. They couldn't score. They didn't score until about 20 minutes into the first quarter. Guess who popped up with their first goal? It was Christian Salem. He just signed a five-year deal during the week. Yeah, right. And as much as I've thought about it, and as much as I would love to have Darcy Parrish in my underrated MVP team, for the last 24 hours, it's been set at Christian Salem. And in honour of Christian Salem's five-year contract, he's this week's underrated MVP. Hutto reckons no. Looking at the, at the no, because no, well, like, in all seriousness, he a fantastic point Hutto made about Darcy Parrish. I wish I could give them both the UMVP yeah, yeah, this yeah. week, but um, Kurt, Parrish will find his way in. I reckon Petrarca at some was point. better. Ah, um, uh, Petrarca was great. I just think when the when the game was really on the line in the first half before Melbourne broke away, Salem was the best player on the ground. I think there was a bit. Of, wasn't there a bit of a, a gaffe and they were actually reading out the who actually won it? And yeah, the girl said. Did she didn't know who it was. And she went, oh, oh it's Petrarca. Oh, football was a real winner. That's why I reckon that it was Christian someone and they got it wrong. Um, I don't know if you guys mentioned uh, that we Petrarca is now a premier, one of the premier mids in the comp. Yes. I actually wrote down and that Petrarca is making my... by Max Scorn. Well, I wrote that he's making my jaw drop. Did you see that, yeah, that, that, that moment where he like picked the ball up like in the wet, had it under his arm and then like was like flipping around and then handballed it out to someone through one of the Richmond... Uh, it was just great. It yep. was so good. Um, Dusty, very quiet. Um, concussed, but even before... Tagged by Hibbard. Yeah, he only had six touches uh, before halftime and ended up with eight. Also, um, I have another point from this game. And this is... Before we did the podcast, I thought this is a bit of a Simo call oh, yeah. that I think Simo would so make. It's got n- so nothing to do with footy then. So have you heard the phrase, he's already had a cider from here? No. Have you heard that? When someone's having a shot at goal, oh, but they had sorry. a shot. I was like, why is he drinking cider? Yeah, but have you heard that they're having a shot at goal and they might have missed one not long before that from the same spot? They go, he's already had a cider. Yeah. Oh, okay. Where does that come from? Don't know. Maybe they shouldn't be drinking during the game and they would have kicked the first Yeah, one. that would have been well, more I, relaxed. Uh, my guess that where it's coming from, barring the terrible <laughs> joke made by you. Um, but I would love to know where that saying no, comes from. No, but I think it's it might be a sniper's thing because a sniper has the range and they have to factor in the wind and everything so they shoot and then they're like, okay, I know. I better go drink now. a cider. Yeah, I'll have a cider and <laughs> have I'll, a summer's I'll be, in be able to pick again. it out. Um, are you guys happy with that? was Bailey Fritch. That's where I read that from Richmond that game. game. Bailey Fritch came in. Uh, Stephen May had the quickest uh, turnaround from a um, fractured eye socket ever. Um, You'll be in your super coach teams very soon because he scored seven in his last game. So even I think his, uh, his break even was very high. Um, and he scored 94, but that wouldn't have been enough, so he will drop in price, but he's definitely worth bringing into your team at some point if you can. Yeah, um, and uh, the next game, Frio North. Now, I don't want to burden sign with any talk of the North Melbourne Kangaroos because <laughs> what's the point? They've oh, kicked nine points God, more, so. but um, for anyone out there that does care about North Melbourne, Jack Zebel, 169 super coach, uh, 37 touches, 14 marks, five tackles. Um, the ball's always down there. Yeah, so the the thing that 
is interesting. Everyone goes, oh, Jack Zeeble's a bit of a seagull. Um, AFL fantasy scores uh, typically use just your stats and nothing else. There's no performance base, like uh, when it occurred, why it occurred, any like what happened with the f- kick. It's just a kick. Out of the, uh, what are we in, round six, four games, sorry, two of the six games, he has had a higher AFL fantasy score than Supercoach. So that would suggest that he's not actually padding his stats with Seagull. No, he's, he's been good with the ball. Yeah. He has. But the thing I wrote about that is... For some reason, David, David Teague, um, David Noble, yes, the coach of the North Melbourne Kangaroos, seemed to only allow Jack Zebel to be the one to kick the footy out of the back line. Everyone looks to kick it to Zebel before they exit the fifty. Which, yes, he's probably the best user out of their back six, but surely someone else can kick it. Yeah, but you're not promoting the. You're not promoting the improvement of your other younger back six players if they're just if Lockie Young's getting the footy and going, Where's Jack? It's like the kicking and screaming scene where it's like kick it to the Italians. Yeah. Yeah. Jack's yeah. the Italians. Yeah. Um Do you guys want to hear my Jack Zebel story? I mean, if it's anything like your local footy story, then no. It was just the time I played on him. Yeah, so you did. okay. You get thirty seconds, go. Oh, but it doesn't take that long. Right. Um, he was <laughs> thank God because him and I are the same age. We're yep. the same age. He was that dominant. He got to like round five. Yep. He kicked six on me. I was full back. He was full forward. That was the least amount of goals he'd kicked on any game. And we were so bad. I was our best on ground. Nice. Oh, there you go. That's all, all right, I got. Good. For I'm glad that's finished. Yeah. That was uh, a idea. But still, coaster. yeah. North Melbourne. I I really think we need to um, maybe do a bit of a soundbite and tag him because I still don't think they've thought thought this whole thing through. <laughs> Yeah. Quit, quit the footy, take them bowling. I'm telling you. Yeah. They just need to get out of footy for a while. and just Maybe each week we need to come up with a new activity they oh, can do. Oh, like bloody anything else. <laughs> but like paintball next week. Yeah, the, movies are, the movies have reopened. Maybe go take them to see the um, new Guy Ritchie film coming out this Thursday. That, oh. that can be Thursday night training. Go see a, a um, nice Guy Ritchie action movie starring oh, Jason Statham. No, body. you're kidding. Yep. I wasn't even aware of oh, Jason Statham. I wasn't even aware of that. <laughs> well, now you are. No, and I think if you go watch it at the cinema, hopefully the Kangas might be there to join you. Yeah, well, I'll invite them along. I mean, something's got to be better better than footy. So yeah, we'll do now live on the podcast. We're going to get the trailer up and Simo is going to do a live. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. Um, but Tom Powell, again, was very good. He finds the footy at 96 super coach points, uh, 25 touches. Um, on the Freo side, though, so I did write this down because I don't know how often this happens, but of the four... Four midfielders uh, for Freo. So, um, like, I'm not basing this off position, like, named, but where they end up around Fine. the contest. Um, Mundy, Fife, Sarong, Brayshaw would be the four midfielders. You kind of think, yep, Freo's midfielders are low four. Mundy, 30 touches. Fife, 34 touches. Sarong, 35 touches. Brayshaw, 31 touches. Has there... How often would a midfield group... All get 30-plus touches. Only those midfield groups in the comp could play North Melbourne every week. <laughs> yeah, well. Sorry, North fans. And I, we rated North Melbourne's midfield at the start of the season, but also, to be fair, Anderson injured. Yeah. Demont injured. Phillips not there yet. McDonald. Cunnington coming back from injury. Mcdonald injured. <laughs> After Don's, Dondi's up. Oh, Darcy Parrish. Darcy's got his new necklace. Go. Yeah, good. I'm surprised Dusty Martin didn't win it. Yeah, well, if Prime picked it, I'm sure they would have picked him. 
Um, Something else interesting with the, the North Melbourne game, I don't know if you've got it in your notes. Um, they just got a... Uh, Vic Government just said that they've got a uh, clearance not to quarantine. Yeah, oh, footy's, really? yeah. footy's more important than COVID. No, but yeah, so originally, a couple of hours ago, they said, look, they're going to have to quarantine just like everyone else, but it, they've just been... No, just they were probably sitting there like, fuck, I hope we get to quarantine so we don't have to yeah, play Yeah, so we come back week. and be better at footy. Yeah. Like, they're better off not playing for a week or something anyway. Yeah, and going to the movies. Yeah, exactly. Um, but North, if you, said, if you gave me a team sheet and said, who's going to kick a goal this week... I don't think I could pick someone no. for North. So Tim Watson's interviewing Darcy Parrish, and I reckon Tim Watson's got a bigger stiff than Tip and Woody did. Yeah, look at him; he's so oh, happy. He's got both hands on it; you can tell. <laughs> and also, he doesn't need to doesn't need to stop at Woolies on the way home for the uh, rosemary for the way home. <laughs> <laughs> sitting on his jacket, it's an exorbitant amount. He's got there. He looks like uh, he, his wife must be cooking a roast or something. He's just <laughs> I'll bring the rosemary there. home. That must be what's on yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, is it? Oh, uh, yeah. Because you can hardly tell. I thought it was just um, Dane Swan's tattoos um, <laughs> that they just put on, uh, put on the jersey there. <laughs> oh. um, Mundy. Like <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Sorry. Mundy scored 145 Supercoach points. So if you can afford him, try and bring him in because he's actually playing really good footy. He's resurrected his career from he, after last year where he was a bit bit all over the shop. Heath he's, Chapman disappointing. He's the thing, yeah, Heath Chapman was a bit disappointing. But at the end of the day, having someone play is better than not. Um, now we get into Sunday Ooh. footy and there was a game at 12.30. What a roller coaster! No one really cares about. So My we'll heart. just skip it no, straight listen, to the... I've got a few, a few <laughs> observations. Did you watch any of it? Did you watch in the yeah, UFC? I watched, no, I, I had, I've got a um, triple monitor set up at home. Ah, so very nice. I actually watched both of them whilst also <laughs> keeping a look at the scores. He's enjoying these last few months of pre-baby. Yeah, yeah once the baby comes, <laughs> I'll have to get rid of my monitors, apparently. Uh, um, yeah, you know you have an extra monitor. Yeah, yeah, an extra monitor. Uh, four monitors. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think you should have four big lizards in your house when you got... Uh, no, nah, they'll be baby. friends with the baby. It's, <laughs> it's well known that babies and monitor lizards are best friends. Ah, yes. Kimono dragons. Kim- <laughs> yeah, they all wear kimonos. Um, yes. Anyway, I had two Adelaide observations before I get into anything Hawthorne related. Yep. Um, a few churches. Riley, Riley Thilthorpe. Oh, no, okay, sorry. About the foot. I think had the worst first disposal in AFL football. <laughs> And then backed it up by kicking five on debut. When was the last time a player kicked more than probably three on debut? I, I can't remember the last time. Maybe I think you all have to be the one to research Yeah, that. maybe I'll look at it. I was just, you know, a question without... Old Riley Thrillthorpe. Thri- uh, yeah. That's a good... Should I say that? Oh, no, no, no. I read that on Twitter, but I'd like to claim it because it's fantastic. Not bad. Um, the other one was the weird thing with the sub. Did you say anything about this, Hutto? No, I saw Will Hamill hurt his leg and then Tom Lynch came on. So Tom Lynch was not ready and I don't think he was fully fit, but some for some reason was named the sub. So Hamill was subbed out and then 10 minutes later they're down in the rooms and Tom Lynch doesn't have his boots on right. and he's doing like a fitness test on the boundary and then he came on and his first effort, he sort of like went at three-quarter pace and David King, who has been wrong many times, but he was like... Tom Lynch can't run. What has happened here? Yeah. Why have they made the sub a guy that wasn't fit to play? Because yeah, surely they've got other players there. Yeah. It's it's the, you've got four emergencies. You pick one. And the thing is, Tom Lynch is quite a good footballer. He had three touches in, in the second half. Yeah. Like, he's better than that. Yeah. Finn McGuinness played half the game and had three touches. No, no, I think he had... Did he? Yeah, no, he had three. Three handballs. That's ah, it. good on him. It was rubbish. Yeah, no. Uh, but to be fair, his pressure was actually quite good. But he actually he actually gave us a bit more... Something different out of our midfield 
him and Cousins on the wing. But, um, yeah, no, they're, they're, anyway, they're, the other observations I had, 15 goals straight. Yep. When was the last time that happened? Uh, never. It is there the most in AFL-VFL history. Yeah. The previous record, uh, some say 14. I read 11 by Carlton uh, in many years ago. I cannot believe that we won this game. But at halftime, I was sitting there thinking, same amount of scoring shots, same amount of inside 50s, disposals are very similar. Of fucking course, a team's going to set a record playing us. Like, of course it's going to happen. And then we kept them to, what, two goals? Uh, three. Two goals, three in the second half. Yeah, but do you know the funny thing is that Adelaide went 15 goals straight to start the game and then the Hawthorne, the Hawks and the Crows to end the game kicked eight points straight. So a game That's so weird, for Adelaide defined by straight kicking was then <laughs> defined by inaccuracy that ended up saving the I think Hawks. Ben Key summed it up, who kicked a big one from 50 that went straight through, and then he had a set shot from 35 out directly in front of the last quarter and kicked it out in the full. <laughs> so anyway, but... Um, I just noticed I um, Paul Seedsman had 996 metres. That's not good enough. That's four metres off anything. Yeah, like, it. That's at that point, it's like, well, fucking get four more metres. Yeah. At that, I'd rather you get... <laughs> I'd rather you get 400 metres gained than get 996. Because, like, has anyone gained 1,000? I'd love to know. 1,000 I mean, metres is many metres. It's can. a kilometre for those Australian listeners. For uh, American listeners, um, there's one kilometre in uh, 1.6 miles. There you go. 1.6 kilometres in 1. one mile. 1.6 kilometres yeah. in one mile. Come yeah. on, come on. And also, but if like, you're under the age of 30... Tough, tough conversion. If you're under the age of 30 and your name's Paul, have a good, long, hard look at yourself. Oh, but is he under 30? But still, 996, so. 996 is a good, is a good number. It's, yeah, not, no, as if it, it's nice. not as if it comes up on his Garmin. Yeah, Paul Seedsman's <laughs> 29. Got, you know, 29. you've got 996. You don't know until after. But um, yeah, you would be pretty... The other, pretty other observation from this game from a Supercoach standpoint, I, the last time I checked Supercoach scores before the final scores... Uh, Jarman Impey in the third quarter was on 39. Ended up on 105. 105. Do you know Fantastic. who was He's going to end up as our Do you know who was less point. than 39? Blake Hardwick, who ended up on 108. The last quarter was unbelievable with a lot so, of these boys. Um, I'm actually really happy with my Supercoach team in this game because I had Jarman Impey 105, CJ 99, uh, Tom Phillips 83, Rory Laird 111. Uh, not so much James Rowe, um, but I didn't have coverage in my forward line. Rowe is going to go. So his 27 yeah. was tough. Oh, hang on. Is that a drug thing from last week? No. I'm still yeah, confused about that. To no. goey back, getting a bag. I made, yeah, I made a goey reference and... Sort of went over everyone's head. Is that what you do with it's it? It's goey drugs. You put it over your head. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, it's a footy podcast. That's what I'd expect. Yeah, thanks, Brandon. Brandon, do you want to maybe come sit yeah. a bit closer and join in or what? <laughs> yeah, come on. Um, now, just quickly from this game, this is what I was going to mention before. Is there a more... The most improved premier midfielder in the competition? Jago Amira. Yeah. He put the whole side on his back in that second half today. And if he had kicked that goal in the last quarter that would have actually probably sealed the game, it would have just been an incredible performance from him. And I've never really rated him. I've always been frustrated by him. But I am incredibly impressed with what he's done. And he has tried his guts out. I actually have a controversial opinion, not on Jager, but on the Hawthorne at the moment. So in in certain situations, you want to capitalise on uh, a certain person's um, stocks, as such, so if someone's playing well and they've probably played better than normal, you'd be... Okay, okay no, we'll put you no, there again. Well, there's no trade period in the AFL, but this is the NBA. If someone's playing well... All right. Um, if they're playing well, we try and kind of 
trade him now because it's unexpected. Is now the best time to move on from Tom Mitchell? Can at the end of the year is Hawthorne best served premium midfielder, but he's he's probably not going forward. By the time all your young kids are playing at their best, is Tom Mitchell really going to be there? Is it now time to try and move Tom Mitchell on, bring in maybe some young guys or some draft picks, and build around this core with a like a Jager is your leading midfielder with some younger guys this like Warps and James Cousins. This has and come up. Such. This has come up with Hawthorne fans. I would let's put it this way: if Hawthorne could land Josh Kelly or Zach Merritt as a free agent, then we go to the draft with finish bottom four. We get the best available midfielder and what's a very very strong pool. Mm. I would trade Tom Mitchell because for some team out there would pay a first rounder and we'd end up with an extra first rounder and we already have our second round pick and Collingwood's second round pick, which at the moment is looking very good for us. Yeah. So I would actually probably look at potentially doing that, depending on how everything's looking moving forward. We Internally, they rate Finn McGuinness. Today he played a half a footy and got three handballs. But at the end of the day... Uh, I don't know how ready he was to play. He's been playing well as a tagger in the VFL. And then he came in, they put him on a wing. It's not really his fault. Um, yeah. Also, he's primarily an inside midfielder, which we have too many of. Um, Liam Shields will be done soon enough as well. We've got to replace... Today, you'd think... Um, yeah, he's one, he had one of those games where he looked like uh, the mummy at the end yeah, of it. But um, yeah, he wasn't enough to keep him off the ground. But yeah. Um, anyway, I am stoked with this win. I couldn't actually believe it. I was trying to cook my meal, prep my lunches for the week in the last quarter so I could keep myself occupied. <laughs> and I was just there on my knees on the ground with a little iPad because the Chromecast wouldn't work properly. I'm swearing at it. My son's grabbing shit out of the drawers. And I'm yelling at the thing. I'm not yelling at him. And then, like, you the wife's cleaning the house. And then we... Fucking won the game! And you put bath salts in your bloody in your meals. Well, we'll see how that goes during, during the week at we, lunch. Um, if I start frothing at the mouth, we'll know why. <laughs> Before we um, wrap up the pod, we better get on to the game of the week. Do, 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 do. The Anzac Day extravaganza. Brandon's over there. He's still loving himself because Essendon had a win. Bloody oath they did. They did really and it was, well. And it was a, a really good win. Good win. Like I that. think for, for people that don't quite... Um, no footy, don't quite care about Essendon. Like, as a game, it, it's Anzac Day. Like we said at the top, it's one of the three biggest days outside of Grand Final and Dreamtime and maybe Carlton Collingwood. Um, but it, it's massive. And the Bombers had a massive, massive win. Uh, Jordan Ridley was out, our best player. Um, obviously, Collingwood had a few missing in um, old old Bags, Bags de Goey, um, as Simo would call him. Um, and then also... Um, Mason Cox. Oh, no, I mean, I saw Dugowie on his phone. By shares. the way, in the yeah, crowd, well, which is maybe interesting. he's yeah, he buddy got his phone. Yeah, he just he just needs bags. That's Dugowie loves bags. Bags of goals. Well, bags of coke. You gotta no no. Oh, I thought you meant when you go to the supermarket. Now you gotta bring your own bags. Because yeah, he doesn't yeah, want to. You don't want to spend loves twenty green, cents on a bag. Loves a green bag. Yeah, he loves the. It's good for the environment. Bags. bags are good for the environment, guys. Yeah, do you get all your bags? We love bags. Bags, bags, bags. <laughs> this is a BR podcast. Um, Brody Grundy was huge for the Pies. Um, 40 hitouts, uh, 19 touches, seven tackles. He's, he's just really good around the contest. He kicked a goal, but he had 153 super coach points. Um, Darcy Cameron was actually probably, I think if Colin would win this, he gets the, he would have got the medal. He kicked three. Um, but uh, he did miss one from 15 metres out, didn't he, Harris? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's bloody. 
<laughs> yeah, sprays it wide. Darcy Cameron didn't have his best moment there. Um, who else was good for the Pies? Um, Jack Crisp was good. Simon, you have him. Dacos. Yes. Dacos, um, Harris is... Uh, yeah, he bobbed up a fair us, bit. Oh, no, I did um, notice him a lot. What did he end up on 72? He had 26 touches. Not bad for Sometimes him. it's not all the super coach points that tell the whole game, of course. Finley so. McRae, quiet, nine touches. Will Kelly, quiet, six touches, no goals. Uh, Jay Rantle, quiet, The young touches. kid struggled for kind um, of. Yeah, but Nathan Murphy had 47 for the Pies. In, he's a quite a cheap defender, so he could be an option. Um, we didn't talk about it, but uh, Dev Robertson had 97 for the yeah, I think we he has it. gone oh. up, but he's still only 200. There was someone else too I forgot to mention that was on the bubble that we missed that scored surprisingly well today. Mm. Mitchell Lewis was 199k, yeah. and I think he scored a 90 or something today. He had a couple of goals. He Wait, didn't he? Has he only played one game? No, so he played. He scored an 85 and a 75. Got suspended. Right. Uh, and okay. so that today was his bubble game, and he he scored well again. So he was yeah. a bit bit higher price, but if you had him, no one else will have him. If you yeah. Um, on the Essendon side, Darcy Parrish, as we mentioned, the first player since Dane Swan now 40 touches in the Anzac Day game. Uh, he ended up on 42 touches. Uh, he kicked two goals, a 17 contested possessions, nine clearances. 71? 71% disposal uh, efficiency. He had 162 super coach points, and he's got a nice little bit of a bling, bit of jewellery that he gets to wear around if he so wants. This is going to be very boring for everybody, but I guarantee he's going to be in the underrated MVP team at some point. So one week, I'm not even going to have to go through it. I'm just going to say, it's Parrish this week. But it should have been <laughs> him now. Well, yeah. yeah, but He actually <sighs> scored more than Salem. He had more touches. No, he I had know. more but impact can, on the game. He won the you... biggest game of the calendar outside of the grand final. I know, but I was committed to Salem. But Fuck can, can you that. win the underrated MVP if you actually win an award? Yeah, but that's, that's sort of yeah like because if you are, as a player, quite underrated and you do yeah. that, it just, yeah. But you won the award. It's like you've been given enough yeah, props but it's, for that I think it's more week. so the underratedness of the player himself. Like if, okay. if Pendlebury gets the award, it's like, well, Pendlebury's just fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I saw a list yeah, okay. in the week and they, someone tried to make the argument that Luke Shuey was the most underrated player Shuey. in the comp. And it's like, he's one of Norm Smith. Everyone loves Shuey. Like, yeah. And everyone knows that he's a really good midfielder. That he's just had hamstring problems. He's not underrated. Like... You know, I don't know. Don, Don, underrated are players like Darcy awards shit. Our awards better. Donders loves a shoey. Yeah, Donders didn't do a shoey. Oh. We didn't get we'll, to see it we'll, live. We'll on film the that and do it after um, we go off the air. Um, Zach Merritt won 16 at 34 touches. Dyson Heppel actually played well considering he looks like he can't move. Um, he kicked one. This is funny. Um, you talked about uh, Hodgie with the Dunkley thing. Dyson Heppel... Uh, Picked one up, kicked it off his left, and Donders was like, you're a professional footballer. How you look so awkward kicking it on your left? And it's like, oh, no, Dyson Hebel is left-footed. So what you're saying is Donders is Luke Hodge. Maybe. Maybe. How many times did you drunk drive, Brandon? How many premierships? Twice. 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 Okay, so similar to Hodgie. Um, Two times drink driving, one time for Hodgie. Maybe more. We just don't know. I think Dondi might be in better shape than Hodgie at the moment. Oh, 100%. Although Dondi did run across at the park and after 15 minutes, he was very sweaty. What didn't Dondi do? Do not Dondi do. <laughs> um, don't do what Dondi don't does. <laughs> um, Andrew Phillips came in and played very well. He kicked a goal. He had 99. Now, like Peter Wright's points. game the most from the tall yeah, boys. Yeah, Peter Wright was good. He has 147. He had 16 touches, 10 marks, 11 hitouts, two goals. Tipper, kick five. Oh, Go, Tipper. We love you, love Tipper. Yeah, he loved the crowd being back. Yeah, he loved it. Um, <laughs> that game, it, it was just cracking. It was a typical Anzac Day game. It was absolutely, it was enthralling footy. Um, and thankfully, after 2019, the umpires did not influence the outcome of the game. No, that's, that's very good. Um, anyway, 
that's, you know, have you gone through everything you wanted to go through? Yeah, with well, that, that's that all, great bummer's victory. That's all the that's all the footy. Yeah. Um, we do have a game coming up in five minutes. Uh, Port Adelaide St Kilda. No Tom Highmore again, even though yeah. uh, St Kilda on. can't fucking defend anyone. Um, now I will. Sorry, just like I, I agree with you hundred um, percent. I will just touch on quickly before we finish up. Last week. I mentioned about my jury duty. I didn't have to do it in the end. I wasn't required. Yeah, however, Jamie jury duty. However, my Jamie jury duty. However, if anyone out there was interested in the fact that I said I was going to let go all the information on the case and we're going to say Simo's, look, we can't do that. So I yeah. thought during the week, hang on, I've got to come to the table with something that's at least a little bit humorous. So I found something real quick we're going to finish on here. And I found a little thing during the week, which was the strangest AFL injuries of all time. So I've just got a couple I'm just going to read through here. Right? Okay. One that was a very famous one and has been recently replicated by a teammate of mine, which you're going to think this is ridiculous. But. Nigel Smart answers the question of what's in the name. In 1992, Nigel Smart participated in the most poorly conceived motivational activity, activity of all time. He attempted to walk barefoot across a bed of hot coals. Good. Who's Nigel Smart? He was the bald-headed player for Adelaide Crows. He played okay. in their premiership in 97, I think, 98. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He copped severe <laughs> burns and missed several weeks of football. What a bloody goon bag! Yeah. What's so he done there? Full. Well, silly. No, Jess, Jesse he, Harrison. No, he wasn't. He wasn't focusing enough. That's why his feet. I've heard apparently yeah. what you meant to do is you take the coals off for a little while so they're not still fucking burning. Yeah. And then you can do it and it looks good. It's like an illusion. But like you know. Yeah. The other. Okay. It's got a got Come three. On. So the second one. Sharrod Wellingham. Very smart from him. No. Sharrod. No. <laughs> his name is Sharrod. Oh, we know Sharrod Wellingham. Sharrod Wellingham. Sharrod. Sure, oh, darling. Uh, is he still? He My son is also. When named did he Sharon. retire? He played for West Coast for a bit, was, didn't he? And yeah, it was Buddy's housemate at some point. Yeah, for some no, but weird he was calling when then he went to West Coast. Yeah, and now then he's, he yeah. just he's gone. Can we please get some Sharrod license plates mm. to the gift shop? <laughs> Sharrod license plates. Is Sharrod also a play in white wine? I'm surprised he didn't play for <laughs> Essendon. Like he's got bit. ham in his name, Hudson. Ah, Wellingham. Anyway, the Eagles traded a first-round pick for Sharrod Wellingham in 2012. So they were pretty annoyed when in his first year with the club, he injured his ankle. And how did he do it? On a trampoline. Sharrod landed awkwardly while bouncing and did some damage to the ligaments in his ankle. And in the end, had to wear a moon boot for several weeks before he finally made his debut in round six. How many more of these do you have? Because I've got a good one. Just one, and this is my favourite. This is my favourite one just from the headline. Okay. Levi Greenwood betrayed by his own pants. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay Yeah, I'm intrigued Yeah You don't expect an injury to come when you're at home chilling in your track pants But that's exactly what happened Big stiff To oh. Collingwood's new <laughs> Might have seen Unfortunately, it's not big swan swan wang related um, uh, yes, To Levi Greenwood in 2010 uh, Greenwood broke his big toe when he got it caught in his track pants and twisted it while walking down the stairs Oh, no, that's a thing <laughs> No, I haven't done it personally I can see how that would happen Um yeah, that's that's tough. I, I've heard a couple like Rio Ferdinand when he was playing for United slipped in the shower and broke his toe. Oof. Oh, um, Josh Gibson did that and got like he yeah, fractured his skull. I've heard like a couple <laughs> that they were um, walking past the coffee table and you know when you bung your little toe on there. Except when you play soccer, it's obviously a lot worse. Yeah. So he's he's broken his little toe on the coffee table. Um, Jordan Degoe famously was playing oh, yes. playing with his dog. I did air quotes, air quotes. Um, and broke his hand by hitting the doorknob, throwing the ball to his dog, which later turned out that he was punching blokes at the pub. <laughs> oh yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, must have been some fierce bloody yeah, yeah bloody but catch being played. Few, few goeys going over people's heads hey. that night. But um, yeah. the worst thing is he doesn't have a dog. 
Oh, no, no, I'm I was kidding. Say, I don't know if he doesn't have a dog. That's but idiocy. I, yeah, I, oh. I, he probably does. But like, what do you mean? Anyway. Um, was, was that the one you had? Was that the, you that said there's another injury? injury right yeah, like. That's about the time that Alistair Clarkson bought Grant Birchall a dog because he felt bad for him being lonely. Really? So Virgil, like, broke up with his girlfriend. He hadn't played a game for a year and a half because he had all these persistent calf injuries. And Clarkson felt so bad for him. He rocked up at his house just with a Labrador puppy. Oh, that's And he's like, good. here you go. And oh, bloody, that's all right. Virgil says he's not a dog person. And he's like, what the fuck do I do? I didn't grow up with dogs. So he felt, oh, no, it's your new mate. So he, he had it, it. He, he had it for it. one night. And he's like, it bit everything. It chewed up everything. And the next day, he took it back to Clarko and said, I can't do this, and I think it's now Clarko's dog. Oh, that's hilarious. (laughs) And um, on that, uh, Grant Birchall returning a dog and with his receipt. I bet you he had his receipt. He needed that. Um, You're a bit of a dog if you return a dog. Yeah, you can't get refunds without a receipt. Um, On that, I think we're going to wrap up. Yep. Footies. That was a fun afternoon at Dondi's house in the shed. There is one more game of footy, but... uh, because the way we structure the podcast, um, footy doesn't exist after um, we finish the podcast on a Sunday. Until so it gets onto your uh, podcast accessible devices. Yeah, so Port Adelaide and Kilda, you may as well just not play because no one really cares nah. anymore because we're not talking about it. If it's a good game, you might catch we'll it, next, it week. next week. Yeah, we'll yeah. mention yeah. it next like week. Easter Monday, we did that. We yeah, that's true. Yeah, we week did. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, well, <laughs> our, our Lord and Saviour, Fraser Garrick. Yes. Fraser Garrick, the have God that we pray to, the footy be. God. Have you been listening to the podcast, Brandon? No. Oh. oh. Well, you, you know that on Easter Monday we decided the God of football was Fraser Garrick, and yeah. we pray to, uh, before every we podcast pr- we actually do that, we hold hands. And we pray, do pray, pray to be. Fraser Garrick, the God of our, our football lives. We sing a combination of the West Coast and St Kilda theme song. Um, but um, another, another Essendon win. Uh, we're on a roll. It's our year. It's all happening, Essendon uh, coming. Um, but coming, Taylor. Yep, we may as well finish it up. Big yep. big weekend of Big footy. Squad. No Oof. more Thursday nights, um, disappointingly, <sighs> but plenty plenty AEW of footy to get instead. involved in. Um, and um, Simo kicked a barrel today, so Border Barrels have now done their barrels. Uh, we will film that at some point because it's that was just practice. Out, so. Yeah, Simo just got his practice in, but um, yeah. May as well kick a barrel. Well, and when you do kick a barrels, you should think. Maybe you can, maybe you can, maybe you can, maybe you can. <laughs> maybe you can. See ya. <laughs>